0: Hey folks, welcome to another episode of In Melbourne Last Week. This is a podcast where I speak to everyday people who do extraordinary things. My name is Ivan Pujoni, and I'm a Melbourne-based actor, voiceover artist, and a podcast host. I also host the Seinfeld podcast, but I don't want to be a secondary character. This is season three of In Melbourne Last Week, and the theme usually is adversity and survival, but I thought this week, because it is the holiday season, I'd release a more light-hearted episode to get you through to the new year. I spoke with Ben McKenzie. He's an actor, comedian, writer, and game designer. He's also a producer, a co-writer, and an actor in the BBC audio comedy series Night Terrace, and that stars Jackie Woodburn. And for those who don't know who Jackie is, she plays Susan Kennedy from Neighbours. Season three of Night Terrace, as well as a miniseries, are due to be released in 2020, thanks to a really good crowdfunding effort. He's also the host of a podcast called Pratt Chat. It's a book club podcast where he and his co hosts review and discuss a novel by Terry Pratchett, the late Terry Pratchett, every single month. I'll leave links with more information about Night Terrace and Pratchett in the show notes. Then I spoke about the late Terry Pratchett himself, Uh, the amount of work it takes to create a series like Night Terrace. There's a lot of production behind the scenes and also from the actors and how he was able to get Jackie, who's currently in *Neighbors* as Susan, how he got her onto the production. It's very interesting and I was very surprised at how he did it. Anyway, it was great talking to Ben and I hope you enjoy this more lighthearted episode of In Melbourne Last Week. Mackenzie McKenzie, thank you for joining me in my studio. Appreciate it. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's good, good that you're here. I mean, because the last few episodes, I've been going to because I've been speaking to other podcasters. Mm, yeah. I've been going to their places, as you probably, <laughs> you may yeah. hear soon if you if you listen. But uh, yes, yes, yeah. It's good to have someone b- uh, back here. It's nice, nice, yeah. nice
1: to have the home grand advantage. Well, see, it's nice, it's nice for me to see somebody else's setup too. So you know, it works for both of us. As rudimentary as it is, you know, it's great. Yeah, it's great.
0: Thanks. Um, so you're a podcaster, you're an actor, you uh, I guess a writer, and you've done many other things in the field so uh, i guess how long have you been involved in the uh, entertainment uh, what, what would you say theater media entertainment what kind of industry um, how long have you been involved in the in the arts i should say
1: look a long a long time uh, uh, certainly in a, a, a even in an amateur capacity for as long as i can remember i guess it's something i always wanted to do when i was young um which is not to say that you have to start off with a passion for it lots <laughs> yeah. of people come to it later in life and i went on a bit of a weird journey um, i did a lot of theatre and acting and um, particularly a lot of solo comedy stuff when I was in high school oh yeah Um, so when I would be I'd enter like the drama competitions and I'd be doing like monologues full of Rowan Atkinson stuff, you know. <laughs> so so I used to do that and did a lot of public speaking and, and stuff like that. And then uh, I went to uni and I didn't study any of those things. Cause I did try, I applied for two of the big drama schools in Australia. I got knocked back from both of them. Ah, oh, um, But that's fair enough. I was very young. I was only 17 at the time. Uh-huh. And um, they told me that they didn't take people straight out of high school or who were under 18. And I don't know, I they may have just been Nice. Yeah, <laughs> well, or maybe because
0: I think I believe in the industry. If you're under eighteen, you need to have like a parent present. Maybe aren't uh, you considered a minor in the in the arts? Well, yeah, There's but probably a lot know, of paperwork and stuff.
1: I think studying you'd be all right. But okay, it's, sure. um But I think I think that was more they don't want to teach someone who's had no life experience because I think that you know that is difficult. It's difficult to. It's not impossible, mm. and you see some child actors who manage fantastically well. But it's it can be difficult if you haven't had a breadth of life experience to call on that and to to act well you because okay. you yeah. you want to depending on your technique everybody does it differently but yeah so I, I did that i didn't get in so i studied um two degrees that i didn't finish either of them <laughs> uh but got into student theater which got me back into performance um and through there i started doing comedy um and then uh sort of stand up and sketch and impro and um eventually podcasting and a little bit of everything really great yeah. so we do it for ages yeah, yeah, for ages. Yeah, for a very long time. It feels like that sometimes. Yeah. At least yeah. twenty
0: years. Yeah, definitely. Well, speaking of podcasts, uh, you do Pratchett. Uh, yes, that's what it's called. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Tell us about that. What, what's that all about?
1: Well, it's a it's a book club podcast, but it's a book club for the works of one particular author. So um, Terry Pratchett. If uh, if you're not familiar with his works, he was a. Um, a Comedy uh, fantasy author, primarily. He's most famous for a series of books set on a world called the Discworld. Oh yes, yeah, yes. which you may have heard of. It's a, it's like a flat world that's on the back of four elephants, which are on the back of a giant turtle that swims through space. And it's, it's kind of, it started out as very much a lampoon, a, a spoof of traditional high fantasy.
0: That's what I heard. I heard it was meant to take the piss.
1: Originally. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah and it yeah, started yeah. out that way. It very well, fairly quickly develops into something a lot deeper. Um, he has a real humanitarian streak to his writing. There's a lot of really interesting stuff um, in his books. And he, he he didn't just write the Discworld books. Um, he wrote about 70-something books all up. It's hard to have an accurate number because they keep publishing new collections of previously unpublished or, well, not previously unpublished, but previously hard-to-get stuff. So, the number of books we're going to do on the podcast keeps growing. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we are intending to read every single book yeah. that he wrote. Okay. Uh, and uh, and discuss it yeah. um, with special guests. Uh, so, it's a monthly podcast, and it's quite long. It's about two hours an episode, but oh, wow. it's meant to be... It's meant to feel like you're at a book club. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, that's a project I do with my friend Liz Elizabeth Flux, who is a writer and editor in Melbourne. And, and she sort of had the idea that led to the creation of that podcast, because when he died, I mean, he was hugely beloved author and he died fairly, you know, relatively young, like oh, he's mm. only 60 something of uh, Alzheimer's. He had a, a particularly unusual and slightly rare kind of Alzheimer's that has an early onset and a much longer period of you being aware of the loss of faculties than most mm. uh, forms yeah. of the condition. So uh, he was, you know, he, he and he became a real advocate for it and talking about it. But he, yeah, so he died and everyone was, we were all very sad. Oh, of course. Uh, and Elizabeth had the idea that maybe we should have a book club where we get together and we read Read all of his books and talk about them.
0: Oh, so Pratchett came after his passing, so yes. that was the idea. Oh, okay. Oh, I was under yeah. the
1: impression you started it before, and then uh, no, then we've he been passed. Yeah, we've only no. been going for I say only we've been going for about two years, <laughs> and it, it'll take us about six years all up to to read every book and discuss them. Okay. Um. So so we're about a third of the way through, which is nice. Oh, good, good. Um. And I think yeah. So we we just passed that um that kind of milestone, and I think the um the The last episode that would have come out before this podcast would have been our our pre-Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is... That was a lot of fun. It wouldn't be a bad one to start with, I suppose. But it's a... Because he wrote so many books and it's, it's like an extended series, The Discworld, but it's not like other fantasy series where you know, it's like a serial where the, one book ends and then the next one picks up the same story with the same characters. Yep. There's lots of little storylines going on with different characters covering different parts of the world and different kinds of stories. And so there's a lot of question about where do you start, particularly because the Discworld series is 41 books. So it's it's a lot. And um, so we we didn't start at the start. We sort of started about a third of the way in and then went back to near the start and then we're sort of going on. So, yeah, it's a... It's, uh, it can be a bit daunting to get into, and I hope some people will listen to the podcast as their way in.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I'll put those details in the show notes yeah. for your podcast and as well as your other pursuits that we'll talk about very soon. Um, yeah, so good luck with, uh, with Brad Chat. Thank you. Yeah, and how's the response been?
1: It's been great. You yeah. know, I mean, as you would know, as a podcaster, it's always very difficult to know exactly how many people are listening. Yeah. But, you know, we've had, a, we've had a really good response. We've had some really lovely feedback from listeners. We started an optional subscription service about a year ago.
0: Was that Patreon or Kickstarter? We
1: actually went through Possible, So, oh, yeah. um, which yeah. is the local Australian crowdfunding platform, Yeah, um, who were, and I, I don't know the current stats, but they were at one point like the third largest one in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they introduced a subscription model, Uh, Which is really interesting because you can have one account on Possible and you can do a subscription crowdfunding, but you can also do a a project-based crowdfunding like traditional all or nothing crowdfunding from the same account. So, you can sort of link the two things together. Yeah, that's nice. Um, which I really like. And I I won't get onto that because so, crowdfunding is a whole other thing for yeah, me. Yeah, and yeah. And I love it. But, it's but I you know, we wanted to give them a go. Also, I'm a, I'm a bit PayPal-averse. I'm not a big fan of the company. So, okay. not having to use them by not going through Patreon it was quite appealing to me. Is it more of an ethical thing as to why you don't like them? It's a little bit that. Yeah, I don't like some of their policies. But also, I find, um, until fairly recently, like they're not as bad as they used to be. But I found them quite annoying the mm. way that they worked I okay. wasn't really into it so that that was part of the decision but also you know I wanted to give the the local uh, guys a go and they were starting this up as a new initiative so we were one of the first people on their platform and it's it's gone quite well we've got about 50 60 subscribers and mm. that means you know it's it's paying for the costs of the podcast it means we can keep it at least a bit sustainable we can do nice things for some of our listeners and do, we, we're looking at doing a little bit of merch and oh yeah good nothing, That's always nothing fun, eh? too fancy just a few nice little things and yeah it's it's been great so the yeah. response has been lovely very good
0: and yeah at least there's um you know because we have i have patreon for my other podcast yeah um yeah we have a few at the moment but not a lot but no it's it good. takes a while to build it up oh know? it sure does yeah but yeah. it's good to give them those because we give them like bonus episodes and yeah we exclusive material and merch we're probably not at that stage yet where we're going to deliver merch yeah. i mean we love our patreon subscribers but i mean
1: come on I mean, look, I say <laughs> for merch. like half a dozen of you i mean come so on. far we've done like <laughs> bookmarks and we yeah, are, yeah, yeah. and maybe stickers and that's that's we probably won't go much beyond that I yeah. mean you know because also we're talking about you know you're in the same boat with the Seinfeld podcast is it? it's not you know we are relying on somebody else's IP for the the, the thing that we're discussing and we're yes. adding value to that and we're, we're doing something nice by communicating with fans and giving fans an outlet and, and it's building a nice community of people who all have a similar interest we have to at the end of the day recognize that like, we can't sell something with Discworld written on it that's no. not because we don't own that yeah, the estate um, would come after you yeah I think I think yeah. they, and they'd the be right to band, they'd be yeah. right to so yeah so we we don't do that but we you know we we want to have nice things for people to show that they listen. I mean, I, I really liked uh, a podcast called um, Jay and Miles explain the X-Men, which if you like uh, X-Men is, is a great podcast to get into. Okay. Um, I listened to it for about three or four years and I have fallen off the wagon. I keep thinking about going back to it, but they started at the start of the sort of silver age of X-Men comics and just explain to you what happens in them. So you don't have to read like hundreds and hundreds of issues to, to get the gist. And uh, they had a, a wonderful illustration of the two of them as like X-Men characters with the logo of the podcast and they sent out a little sticker of that to people who were supporting them and that was great, you know? Yeah. Stick it on my laptop, wear that with pride. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was fun. Showing so, your support. Exactly. And I'll, you know, give people the opportunity to support you and if they want to, then they can. Very good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, good for them. So speaking of your other projects, uh, you are also the creator of Night Terrace, yeah. the audio series, and you do a few other things as well, I guess, production,
1: writing, acting as well. I, you're yeah, you're I a do mixed have bag. <laughs> yeah i've got four jobs on on yeah. night terrace i guess so there's five of us who co-created it uh and yeah and i also serve as one of the producers um i'm a co-writer and i'm, I'm one of the main character actors as well yeah great yeah
0: so yeah. what's the podcast or the series all about
1: so it's it's kind of uh i recently described it as a kind of mashup of doctor who and the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy but via ramsey street <laughs> which i yeah. think is it's a good it's a good sound bite, but I don't know if it really tells the story. But basically it is in the mold of Doctor Who. Uh, in that it's a show about some people who have adventures throughout space and time, but the premise is uh, the main character is a woman who used to work for a mysterious organization called the Department. Mm. Uh, oh, the Department! Yeah, yeah, which which you find out later in the series is an acronym, oh. <laughs> uh, which I thought is hilarious. Do we you remember off of by fun. heart what it what it fully stands the for? The Department of Extraterrestrial and Non. <laughs> No, I can't remember. Uh, it was just, maybe the Department of Extra and Non-Terrestrial associated. Something and Something <laughs> Nullification Task Force. I can't remember uh, it off the top of my head. Uh, 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 but it's it was a lot of fun to come up with that. But yeah, so she used to work for them. Uh, she decided she didn't want to work for them anymore. She retired. Oh, okay. Uh, and she buys a little terrace house in suburban Melbourne. And then one day, just she's trying to relax. Some idiot knocks on her door, tries to sell her a new electricity plan. And while that's (laughs) happening, something weird goes on with the house and it suddenly vanishes and transport them both through space and time yeah. to somewhere else.
0: Because I listened to your first episode and it kind of did remind me of Doctor Who in that yeah. way. Remind me of one of those radio series from like the 50s and 60s. Oh, yeah. You the sound effects and the music and stuff. It's like something you would have listened to back in the day Yeah, the yeah. golden age of radio.
1: And look, you know, the thing about that is that in the UK, that golden age has never stopped. So like, no. They still make a tremendous amount of audio drama there and it's, it's more a thing that you know in America went underground here in Australia we were still making radio plays up until the 80s and 90s um, and sadly we don't have it as a very you know it's not a very prominent thing anymore but I remember when I was a kid like you know, you used to hear these stu- mostly stupid comedy things yeah. on the, like there was one called How Green Is My Cactus and, uh, there was <laughs> yeah. a Doctor Who spoof that was an Australian one called Doctor Pooh oh, okay. uh, it was ridiculous that sounds like Australia
0: um, from like the 80s and the 70s yeah right? real juvenile naive but they were fun though you know yeah. And
1: uh, but you know there's sort of more elaborate ones where it's a half-hour program and there's lots of sound effects and it's all, you know, well-produced. And so that we don't make those anymore, which is a real shame. And
0: you, I guess the most famous one would be the War of the Worlds. Well, the yeah. That would be the probably the most infamous one.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. certainly in America, like, it had a wider cultural impact than any other one. Yeah. Although there's great – if you go on, there's, like, some great websites where you can find all that old stuff because um, a lot of it's in the public domain now. Um, and, in fact, some people even, like, uh, set up a podcast feed where they release the old ones. But there's, a, like, one of my favourites is a sci-fi one Called X minus one, I think it's called, and uh, that's just a whole bunch of one off short sci fi radio plays. Some of which were written by some of the biggest sci fi authors who were writing for the you know pulp magazines, like Amazing Stories and stuff at the time. And some of them were adaptations of existing stories, some of them were original. There's a yeah, there's just a wealth of stuff out there, Thanks so much, but it's nice to make stuff that's contemporary and new. And it look, you know, it's, it's expensive to make TV, yeah. Like in Australia, it costs about a million dollars for an hour of scripted narrative television, hmm. and. It's a lot cheaper to make. Audio drama, Yeah. But, you know, but it's not it's not free though. It is expensive. So, we, we have to be careful about the way we make it because we we want to pay people.
0: Of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. as much as it is a passion project for you, you do want to have some kind of compensation or reimbursement for, well, yeah. for your time. Well,
1: yeah. You know, we do have a passion for it, but also all of us working on it. I mean, it, it kind of came out of the fact that the team uh, at Splendid Chats Productions, we were called that because we formed to make a podcast called Splendid Chats. So it was a Doctor Who podcast ah. for, for the program's 50th anniversary. We still occasionally revisit it. But the idea was that we would do it just for a year And we'd do a live episode every month One for each of the 11 Doctors that there were at the time Oh, nice um, And talk about different themes in Doctor Who And just celebrate the show that we really loved And that that came about because John Richards, a co-producer on Night Terrace uh, And myself really wanted to work on something together And he had already been a podcaster for quite a long time He made one of Australia's earlier big successful podcasts Box Cutters, which was an old TV podcast Mm -hmm. Ran for about seven years or something Um, It was a great show And so he knew a lot about podcasting And I was more a live performer and and we'd both done a little bit of, the other but that was sort of the two strengths we wanted to bring together so we did it as a live show and it was a lot of fun but then when we were coming to the end of it we had this audience that was you know into our show and we realized well we're all writers and actors and Mm. we all like doctor who and we also i think kind of realized that it was kind of ridiculous that no one has ever made a show in a similar mold as doctor who you think there'd be a huge market for it you would particularly like you know in a year like this year when doctor who wasn't even on tv like they took a year off yeah.
0: Uh, and you're like, well, why didn't anybody make something yeah. else? <laughs> you have to fill the void somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um.
1: So, which was kind of what we wanted to do. But we also were like, you know, I, but, and and I say like we couldn't have made it on TV, which is probably true in Australia, but I don't want people to think that we did audio as a second choice. Like we all love audio as a medium. And we are yeah. heavily inspired by a company in the UK called Big Finish Productions, who have the license to make Doctor Who audio stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and they do a lot of original stuff as well. Um, And their stuff's great. And so, we were a bit inspired by them in terms of how we would you know, the model for production and um, how we'd structure things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned the Neighbours connection as well because you said it was like Doctor Who meets Neighbours as well in science fiction. Um, The main actress or the actor uh, who plays the main character, she's from Neighbours. She's a prominent character from Neighbours. Yeah. Jackie
1: Woodburn has been playing Susan Kennedy uh, on Neighbours for uh, is it 20? It's 20 or 25 years. This year was a big anniversary for her and for um, Alan Fletcher who plays her husband Kyle Kennedy.
0: Are they still on the show?
1: They are still on the show. Oh, good on. Yeah, on. yeah, 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 yeah. And... You know what a, what an amazing gig like oh, as an actor yeah. to have a job that lasts more than six months is quite a phenomenal success. twenty five years, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> amazing, <laughs> nice. amazing. That's great, but it is a bit all encompassing. Like it's it's a big it's a big commitment and it's a big ask. And you know you have to sign contracts that are like you can't do this and you can't do that because you're you're well known. You are the face of that program. Yeah, and so um, it's a bit difficult for Jackie to do other things. And this was the kind of thing that she could do okay and uh we actually just got her by asking sure like, we, we we knew that she was the person we wanted for the role
0: that's interesting how she had the the exclusivity for neighbors but she was able to come into your to your show is it because it wasn't another television show yeah. it was it was audio okay yeah. so yeah. that kind of that was able to uh she was able to escape yeah and
1: problems. also yeah. the character is quite different and the genre is different so i think i think there's, there's lots of reasons why it's not an issue for them oh all right um and i think and also just the time commitment you know is not big Like one of the nice things about making narrative audio is it's relatively small time commitment for the performers. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, I want to do a shout out to David Ashton, who's our sound engineer, because like 90% of the magic that you hear is his hard work and dedication like he does an incredible job he often likes to reflect that back on us and say yeah but I can't do it if the actors don't get it right yeah, uh, it. I can't invent a good performance but I can I can augment it but but he's you know he does so much work though and it's phenomenal but for the actors you know you, you can make it pretty breezy it's like yeah. okay here's the script have a read turn up on the day we'll have a couple of hours we'll perform it I know um, exactly what
0: you mean because I, I'm currently involved in a three part audio series myself oh great so I played um, we we wrapped episode one a few months ago hmm. and what's happening is they're releasing episode one in January but my character was like a side character oh, yeah. but in episode two I have a more prominent role so we're actually going in next week to record, oh and fantastic! I, I think from what I've read in the script, I think I might be in the third episode as well. My yeah. character, like from what I've read, you I don't know say this anything. in advance. It's <laughs> no, all a bit up in the air. Well, I haven't seen the, the third episode script. Yet. Oh, okay, I mean, right. we've, I've got the episode two script, but what I'm saying is that 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 was pretty breezy as well. Yeah, like, that yeah, was yeah. literally like two rehearsals or three rehearsals, mm-hmm. and then the recording. And I think this schedule it's literally like one rehearsal because each episode's like twenty five minutes or so. Yeah, it's a good length. Yeah, that's yeah, a good about length. the same as we has. Yeah, a- about, about nine terrace Yeah, 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 thereabouts. Yeah. Um, yeah, with sound effects, music, all that stuff. but yeah, like what I was saying it was it was just easy like you think it would be like three months of this and this, but yeah, no, within like different. two weeks, we're going to wrap, wrap episode two. So literally yeah, so one great. rehearsal and then one recording for like two hours.
1: Yeah, well Easy. we, I mean, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves the first season because we did it on a really small budget and so we can only have two days in the studio and we prefer, so on Night Terrace, we, we prefer to get a big studio and get everybody in the studio at the same time. We think yeah. that, that sort of live response where people are actually able to bounce off each other as actors in the same room really accentuates the comedy mm-hmm. and a lot of the performers that we get in are used to live performance as well because most people are not performing audio drama because there's none made in australia or very, <laughs> very little, very little, um, little um, yeah. there's more now like it, it's really nice to see the rise in it through the podcast media podcast i mean, that's exactly what i was gonna say um, I mean, yeah it's yeah. having quite a resurgence i mean that's been going on for a few years now in particularly in the u.s in the UK it never went away, but it's so you, so you don't see as many narrative podcasts coming out of the UK because there's already a format there where people are making a lot of stuff for radio. Uh, but you're seeing the rise of it in the US, and now we're starting to see the rise of it here in Australia too, which is great. But yeah, it's it it, it just makes things easier for people if they're in the same room with the other actors yeah uh, and you know we always have some people who can't make it we record them separately but we have someone reading opposite them and we give them some direction but because we were hiring a big studio and we had a small budget we tried to record well we did record all eight episodes in two studio days which is that's a, a long, long day. day that's a long day and uh, we discovered after we'd done it that you know uh, at, at big finish for example they do it at half that speed like they're only doing two episodes a day and we're like wow that'd be <laughs> nice so <laughs> yeah. for our second yeah. season we added an extra studio day so we upped our budget for the third season we upped our budget again so we're going to have four studio days which no. is hopefully going to afford us the time to have a read-through before because we, we never get time to have a read-through with the cast we just send out the scripts in advance but ah. this time around we will and you know when you can take it a little bit easier and spend a bit more time yeah it just let everyone have a bit of a breather and and not collapse from exhaustion. Yeah.
0: So you've learned a lot during the production process. Yeah, absolutely. Lots, yeah. And we took
1: quite a break. Like the first two seasons we did really back to back. We did the first season and then we sort of stopped and um, bre- very briefly and went straight into the second one the year after. And then after that we were all, I think I think it's fair to say, we are all maybe a little bit burned out. Like that was a lot of work. And, and it was a big ask for our audience as well to support the series two years in a row. And then we sort of took a few years off while we finished off a few things that were part of the crowdfunding campaign for the second season. And then just as we were getting ready to do a third season and sort of going, right, okay, I think we're ready now, we heard the BBC wanted to license it. Yeah. Um, so we went. Well, we'll have to wait until after that happens. It would be dumb to try and make a third season now. So that delayed us a little bit. But now we're now we're here. And we're yeah. ready to go.
0: And the British love the Australian accents, and probably because of Jackie as well, her prominence. Because Neighbours is obviously a huge. I think it's the second largest market for Neighbours, isn't it? The oh, UK I, I would say Australia. it's the biggest. Oh, the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. The I biggest, reckon yeah. there's more
1: people watching it in the UK than there are in Australia because so, there's more people yeah. there.
0: So Jackie's star profile would have helped too. I
1: think that was definitely an attraction for the BBC and people on the listening on the radio, kind of. Find it quite amusing that Susan Kennedy's gone into space, yeah. Uh, but you know, she's playing a different character, and I think that's yeah. part of the appeal to her was to play a character who is so different to um, Susan because Anastasia—that's her character's name, Doctor Anastasia Black—is she's a bit prickly. You know, she's she didn't want to go on these adventures. She's, no, no. She starts out very grumpy about it. Um, she's been on quite a journey over the first two seasons, and um, I'm really looking forward to making the third season to see where it goes. So she's the reluctant hero of sorts. Yeah, she definitely starts out that way. Yeah. Um, in fact, it's not even reluctant is not even a strong enough word. She's like, no, I absolutely don't no, want to do nothing. it. No. But no. then you know, sort of has to has to do it. And then my character's the sort of idiot sidekick, <laughs> uh, who's a lot of fun to play. Oh, good. I think one of the my favorite things that people, the other writers keep putting putting in the script for me is that I love time travel. Me personally, it's one of my favorite tropes of science fiction, but my character, Eddie just doesn't get it and he hates it because he can't understand it. (laughs) So you had to kind (laughs) of change your,
0: (laughs) change your mindset for the role. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's fun, you know, it's a lot of fun.
0: So he was a bit of a luddite, is he, in terms of time travel <laughs> yeah. or just ignorant?
1: Just in terms of in terms of time travel he just finds it very confusing as well as those and and I you know I've I've tried watching time travel stuff with people who are just like it's just not their bag and and it requires a bit of requires a very specific kind of imagination and and the ability to think <laughs> as doc brown might say you know think four-dimensionally. Yeah, yeah. Um but I, you know there's that that's an effort depending on how it's pre- written and presented and t- to a certain extent you don't need to worry about it because usually the plot will explain what's going on and you can understand emotionally what's going on even if you don't understand from a, you know, pretend facts point of view. But it is, it is a, it's a weird, it's a weird concept. weird concept. And it's not for everybody and that's fine. Um, well, you and, have your fans, they enjoy it. Yeah, we do. love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're picked up by the BBC, so, you know. <laughs> Which is, there. that was great. Yeah, it would have and been amazing. Because that was a big part of our experience. Like a lot of us became writers or actors who work on the show in part because of the influence of things like The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and I know I certainly grew up listening to it and watching it and reading it. And to end up on the same radio station, more or less, that it was on was... I still don't quite believe it, you yeah. know. Like I think until one day I'm in the UK and listening to it on the actual radio, I don't necessarily truly believe in my soul that it has really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but i But I know that it is. It's true. It's real, man.
0: Don't worry about it. Okay, that. all
1: right. Good. Good. <laughs> and, and speaking of real, uh,
0: you were trying to, you, you recently tried to crowdfund season four of Night season, Terrace. Season three. Season three, sorry, of yeah. Night Terrace. And uh, you uh, had some kind of success. You, uh, you are oh, yeah. coming
1: back. Oh, no, we're definitely coming back. We we had a great success, actually, thanks Excellent. to good, good, good. some uh, great, uh, you know, really great support from some of our biggest fans. Uh, we managed to hit our stretch goals, too. So, we'll be making a little extra mini series uh, like we've done in the past. Um, this one focusing on Petra its character Sue so she's sort of a she she's always in the show but she becomes more of a presence during the second season and I think People are keen to find out more about her character, where she comes from, and, and what she's all about. Because Petra's been with us since the Splendid Chaps podcast days, mm. um, and she's just a very talented singer and actor. And um, she's a really great presence in the room when we're you know coming up with scripts. We're trying to persuade her to write one. Mm. Hopefully, by the time this podcast is out, we'll know if we've succeeded or not. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's great, and she's a real pleasure to work with as well,
0: for sure. But well, what can we look forward to for season three? Are you, are, can you divulge any details?
1: Oh, what can I tell you? Uh, look, well, I, I can tell you, if you haven't listened to season two, uh, it does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. There's a big revelation at the end of the last episode, which is a lot of fun. And uh, I it, we will be exploring that. I, I can promise that that will pay off. But also, I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of journeys for our main characters. And this, because we, we're making this, oh, I think I can say this up front, we're making this with the in mind that it's probably the last season. I mean, it might not be, but we're certainly making it with the intent that it could be. So, I think it'll go somewhere really interesting. And, I mean, I know it will because I know where it's going to go. Yeah, of course. uh, (laughs) At the time of recording, we're working on the scripts. Yeah,
0: no one else does. Obviously, you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's like five of us who know and that's it. Of
1: course. Oh, I'm well, looking forward to uh, listening to those episodes. Thank you. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun to make them. I'm really looking forward to... I, I, I enjoy the writing process, but sometimes I find it very difficult and I, I see it and, and a lot of the production work that I do, I see it really as a means to an end to get me into the studio so I can do the bit that I really love, which is the performance. The performance, and, yeah. That's
0: the best part. Yeah. It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great feeling, just being with the other actors and yeah. riffing off them. It's good. Definitely. Yeah. So where can we, I guess because the crowdfunding campaign's over, are we yeah. able to support Night Terrace in any other way? Oh, yeah. So you,
1: So we don't release it as a podcast. And, and this is a model that we used because we wanted to pay our performers up front. So we crowdfunded each season. We spend most of that money on paying the car, the guest cast, and a bit of it paying ourselves, but not very much. And then so to create a revenue stream after that, you buy it. So you buy it as a little download, you get a whole season. as an album, mm-hmm. um, and you can buy it from our website, nightterrorist. dot um, we, we sell it through the website via a platform called Gumroad, but we also have it on Bandcamp if you prefer, like a weird, not weird, but if you prefer like a really high quality audio experience, our Bandcamp offers it in a whole bunch of crazy formats that I know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know how to do MP3s and podcasting, but <laughs> all of that other ob stuff. Yeah, it's, leave it's it to me. the leave it to the experts. I'm leaving it. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving it to the hi fi nerds and. If you're out there, hi-fi nerds, I love you. And please explain it to me because I would love to know more about it. But yeah, you can can get it on Bandcamp if you prefer as well.
0: And you can listen to the first episode for free. Yep. First
1: episode's on our website. You can stream it or download it for free. It's also, you can also stream it for free on Bandcamp as well. And, um, it's, it's a, it's a good intro. I, I'm really proud. There's, I probably, it's hard to have favorites, but I probably have two or three favorite episodes. And the first one is one of them. I really feel like we did a real good job on that. And we, we spent a lot of time on it cause we needed the script to send to Jackie Woodburn to say, do you want to do this crazy idea we have for a show? Of course. Um and she was into it, I think, because she enjoyed the jokes and and liked the character. So yeah, it was it was worth it, and I and I think it pays off. I think that first episode is is really good,
0: very good. Well, I have listened to it and I did enjoy it. So oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to go and listen to the other ones. Yeah, yeah. And Pratt Chat, obviously, any podcast service, yeah, Apple, we're on, Spotify, Stitcher, we're, on, we're on all the things. Yeah. yeah,
1: Um, we come out on the eighth of each month because the eighth or well, eight is a number of significance on the Discworld. Usually at about eight a.m. in the morning because I like that sort of <laughs> stupid. Uh, attention to detail. On the 8th at 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, each month. And uh, the whole back catalog's up there as well. You can go back and check it out.
0: Have you ever released a, an episode on the 8th of August at 8 a.m.? I have. You
1: have, yeah. Uh, twice.
0: No, twice. Yeah, yeah. In okay.
1: fact, if I'm if I'm going to be 100% honest, they're all scheduled to go out at 8 minutes past 8 on the 8th. Ah. Oh. Because I'm ridiculous. At least you have a schedule. Though. And you know, well, yeah. And you know what? One person has ever noticed that and it made me so happy <laughs>
0: and they gave you a five star review on, I on Apple I, I hope so I hope <laughs> yeah, so, I hope so. <laughs> good, good. well Ben McKenzie uh, well I guess before we go um, hmm. do you have any more other projects coming up in the future or are you just um, focusing on Night Terrace at the moment yeah look Night
1: Terrace is the big one at the moment and, and Chat's ongoing um, there's a couple other podcasting projects that might be coming up um, but it's it's hard to say at the time of recording if they're when they're going to come out or if they will but I you know I also work as a game designer and I've got a couple of things on the go there but nothing nothing that's really publicly accessible unfortunately there's they're sort of for corporate interests and stuff. So, yeah, they're the main ones. And uh, But, you know, I, I think keep an eye out because I think there's going to be more audio drama in Australia, not just from us, um, from other people. We certainly have a few ideas about what we might do next after Night Terrace as well.
0: And I'm involved in a series as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Out, so. what's, what's it called?
0: Uh, it's called The Descent. The descent. So it's gonna be a three part series.
1: Oh great. Okay. Yes. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I think I'll by will. this
0: stage, because they they're um the production company, um, they're going to promote it throughout the month of December. So oh, by great. the time this episode comes out, I probably would have put a trailer in or something anyway. Oh, so people know what it is. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, so. Well I'm
1: I'm looking forward to hearing The dissent as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think just keep an eye out for what people are doing because there's a lot of really great local work going on and it's very easy in the podcast space to be distracted by all the cool stuff that's coming out of the US and the UK, but there's a lot of good Australian podcasts out there, including an increasing number of narrative fiction ones. So, yeah, keep an eye out for them. And a lot of very talented people in this country too. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, behind the scenes and in front of the camera. Yeah. Well, Ben McKenzie, thank you for joining me today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Of In Melbourne Last Week. You can reach out to me via email at week at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at week I'm also on Twitter at imlastweek. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other podcast service. You take care, and I'll see you next week for another episode of In Melbourne Last Week. Bye.